And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Zippy Zap Tasers. When your friend is about to eat your face, nothing brings them down like Zippy Zap. Previously on What Is Not. A terrorist cell that has apparently been operating out of Baghdad mounted an attack on a Cryptocore storage facility today. Some of their accomplices have been apprehended. All parties are in custody and being held at Cryptocore. So lay low for the night and make a plan. The company is associated with one of nine organizations. Where's Daisy? Is she okay? What's going What's going on? Orderlies would shuffle cryptids back and forth through the compounds. Something's in the back of their neck. Let's see if if I take it out, if that makes a difference. He is starting to look like a boogeyman. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. So we begin this session with a orderly that is starting to look more and more like a boogeyman holding Susan by one arm. And that is where we are at. What would you like to do? Well, Susan would like to react. She's having a bad day. First, she tries to help a homeless person, gets punched in the face and Bruce killed. She's acutely aware that Daisy still poses a risk to the group as motherly as she feels toward her. She feels 100% responsible for getting her best friend arrested. And she wants to help Athena as well as take care of her son and her business. But now she's stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And she flew headlong into removing these chips without even talking to anyone else in the group. So Susan is pissed, which erases any anxiety she would normally feel. And the man is strong, but she pulls back her arm and she says, Life is but a dream, motherfucker. And she has to slam her fist into his windpipe. Wow. All right. We're getting a different side of Susan this session. Okay, uh, roll, kick some ass. It's more like kick some serious ass. Damn. 
<laughs> Rolled a six with one tough, so that's a seven. Never mind. Well, a little less ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid hit. So you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means that you inflict the harm rating of your weapon and your enemy inflicts their attack harm rating on you. So are you using the scalpel that you were holding or just punching? No, I'm just punching. I, I still know there's a human somewhere in here, so I'm just punching his windpipe. Okay, so he gets one damage, and then he takes his free hand and scratches you for two. Dang. Damn. Uh, should the rest of us be doing something? <laughs> Probably. That's totally up to you. <laughs> Watching, applauding. Bruce has got popcorn for this. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Donovan will try to use a kick some ass move, but what Donovan wants to do is restrain the orderly guy, like get his arms behind his back and hold him still kind of thing. His giant boogeyman arms? His long, long arms. Yeah. <laughs> How do we know that he's turning into boogeyman? Like, what do we observe? Well, his face had peeled back into that, like, sickly smile that the boogeymans have, and his arms started extending... So he's getting very much of that, although it's trademarked, so it's not, he is not a slender man. He's getting that slender man look of long extremities and a skeletal face. Scrawny man. Scrawny man. I like that. Scrawny man. Yeah, there we go. Scrawny man. I'm going to try to restrain the scrawny man. Let's see. I rolled two. <laughs> <laughs> I have two tough... No, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) I rolled a two and a four, so I rolled six, and I have two tough, so that's eight total. I thought you rolled snake eyes. I was like, damn, four? Whoa. Eight total. Okay, that's much different than a two. (laughs) Yes, yes. No, not that bad. (laughs) I was like, Donovan might have died right now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to grab him from behind. Yeah, I'm trying to restrain him so he can't attack Susan or anybody else. I'm trying to just wrap my arms around him, you know, bear hug him from behind and just try to hold him still. Okay, so you have grabbed both of his arms, but they're very rubbery and almost like they just don't feel like solid matter like you're used to. So you do a harm to him. Okay. But his head actually completely spins around to face <gasps> you. What mm-hmm. the? And it chomps down on your shoulder. <gasps> oh my no! god. They bite? Oh no. This is not all right. For two damage. Okay. Okay. Two scrawny damage. Two scrawny damage. What was it that stops Boogeyman? Is it lights? I don't remember. Try it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> get a flashlight. Maybe he just needs a really good sandwich. To kind of well, he thought Donovan was the sandwich, man. right? Then. Well, clearly, yes. Yeah, just a little hungry. Yeah, maybe he's just hangry. Can you put the chip back in? I don't think we even got that far. <laughs> no, but as soon as scalpel touched skin, the transformation started. Oh man! Oh, so maybe we need to take the chip out. Oh, that's true. You don't even know that there's a chip. You just know that there's a scar on the back of both of their necks. What's behind that scar, you have no idea. I'm holding him still. Susan, Susan, while his head is turned around to bite me, finish your operation. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm assuming when he scratched me, I fell onto the floor, but he's still holding my arm. So I kind of use his arm to climb back up him. And I kind of peel back where I had cut to see if there's anything in there. All right. So you're going to have to roll act under pressure. Let's not investigate a mystery. Okay. So- <laughs> you don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so act under pressure is... Oh, I use sharp for that. Okay, so it's 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. All right, so you are able to pull back a piece of the skin right underneath where the scar was, and you can see that there is some sort of mechanical computer-like chip thing there. What it will do if you remove it, you don't know. I shout, should I take it out? There's a chip in here. Oh my God. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I reach it and I try to remove it. I'm using the knife kind of to pop it out. Does that require a roll or? My thumb and and the knife. Oh, do I want this to be act under pressure or is this a kick some ass? She's a vet. She should have skills at doing this. Yes, but she doesn't do this with an unanesthetized German shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) You're fighting a living being. I'm going to say act under pressure. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Uh, Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Okay, so you have a worst outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So I would say that one of the options is that you remove the chip, but that he flings you back for an additional two damage. So that's one. I'm almost dead, people. <laughs> I've got three already. How many do you guys have? Seven or five? For damage? Yeah, harm. Five. I thought it was seven. Or I do. It's seven. I'm three down. I have five. Bruce has five because Bruce is special. Yeah. I want to remove the chip. You want to remove the chip. So I'll take the two damage because I know I'll get healed at some point. I'm going to just stay away at this point. So he's flinging me back and I remove it. All right. So when you take the scalpel and just kind of flick the chip off, he cries out in pain and he lets go of Donovan's shoulder with his teeth, but he bucks and he throws you back against one of the walls of the room. He turns and is confused and his limbs kind of go back a little bit, but he still looks like a boogeyman. So he's slightly less boogeyman-ish? Yes. I'll let go at this point and I'll back away slowly. I looked back in my notes and light, that is what we need. Mm. (laughs) I'm just saying light. So maybe we should try and drag him outside into the sunshine. Is it sunny outside or is it nighttime? Oh. He's not being aggressive now, right? After we got the chip out? Is he though? He's still Boogeyman-esque. <laughs> I'm thinking we need some light, but I'm crumpled on the ground. Bruce takes out his phone, turns on his phone light, and flashes it at the Boogeyman. I mean, the scrawny man. All right, so the orderly reacts to the light and puts his hands up above his face and is there for a second. He definitely does not like that. Well, that tells us, I think we need to get him outside. Is it day or night? I think we were at nighttime. You had taken the rest of the day to get yourself set up. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And so we were in the evenings. Well, that's not helpful. (laughs) Maybe we should all go to bed and then get up in the morning and take him outside. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other light or do we need some, like... Care Bear magic or 
Care Bear magic? <laughs> Wait, didn't Vic bring supplies? Wouldn't that also include some sort of light of some kind? High-powered torch? Like I would say that you guys probably have, there's candles left over from the ritual. So there's candles, but they're not, you know, there's not very bright light. He didn't bring a flashlight or a lantern? There might be a flashlight or a lantern somewhere. What about going outside and sticking him in front of the high beams to the vehicle? That's also an option. Susan also takes her phone out and turns the flashlight on and holds it toward the creature. So now we've got two phones. Zeke starts singing since we're at a concert now. (laughs) Any other reaction with the additional light? He's got his arms up trying to avoid the light in his eyes and he starts backing up towards the northern door where nobody seems to be although up to the northern door on the other side of the northern wall is where the cryptids are parked with the vans so the reason why he's not going south is because that's where beth and elvis are so he's trying to back away from well, I guess Elvis. So we've got multiple vans outside, right, with these cryptids in it. We need to tell them to turn on their high beams, and that way if he goes out that door, we push him out that door, he is now in this field of super bright high beam light. Yeah, but also people keep in mind, <laughs> people are looking for us, and giant bright-ass lights in the middle of the desert would, you know, hey! <laughs> So we need to be fast. Can everyone turn their lights on on their phone? Just like maybe that'll do something. I don't, I don't know. know. These it's... little iPhone LEDs are going to cut it. Well, we could try. Or maybe we can get the cheerleader to turn him back into stone. Maybe. <laughs> that just sounds risky. But I mean, if we're desperate enough, we can shove him into that room. But then Mason could end up back in stone. And I could Donovan conjure a ball of light. While this momentary pause of trying to figure out what is happening is going on, Ambrose starts undergoing a similar transformation and tries to grab at Beth, who happens to be standing right next to him. Well, shit. (laughs) All right. I guess it's time for Beth to kick some ass, I suppose. Or act under pressure. Maybe she's got a flashlight in her bag. I'm fine with her having a flashlight in her bag. Okay. I'm sure you guys have lots of supplies. It's just what you think you have and how you want to use it. Yeah. Definitely have a flashlight in my bag because, you know, the other person I'm very similar to always had a flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. See, could you maybe punch him out? Maybe light could get rid of the boogeyman, but maybe we could just knock him out. He's still a person. Well, let's see what this flashlight does. Well, I'm trying to keep myself from getting eaten by Ambrose now. Is Ambrose turning into a boogeyman? Uh-huh. Yeah, Ambrose is starting to turn into a boogeyman, too. Okay. So we're going to have two boogeymen now. Yeah. Fuck. So what should I do? Are you going to shine your light at him? Yeah, I've got my flashlight out, pointing it at him. So, Joe, what happened? He reacts by pulling away from the light. And I just keep going at him with the light, because, you know. So does that mean he's backed away from Beth? Well, he was up against the wall anyway, so he doesn't have really anywhere to go. He's standing up against the wall with his arms in front of his face. Okay, so Beth is not in imminent danger at the moment. Yeah, but also I'll turn to Elvis and be like, get help! Because there's people outside, right? Yeah. Like the rest of the cryptids are outside. So maybe he can like run out and go get 
help from the rest of them. Okay, so he's going to run around the side of the building and try and get the others in to help you. Yes. While this is all going on, the first orderly that is not Ambrose stops. His limbs start kind of slithering back into place. His head turns back around to where it's supposed to be. And then you see a different shift happening. The places you can see on his body where the skin is exposed, you start seeing sandy blonde colored fur growing. What is happening? And he's starting to get a little bit bigger. His muscles are starting to inflate a little bit. He's starting to get claws. And the light does not seem to be bothering him anymore. Is he like turning into Bigfoot? Is that what this looks like? He definitely bears a very similar appearance to Ralph. To who? Our friendly Bigfoot. Our Yucca Man Sasquatch dude. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So the Yucca Man is like super strong. Is that what I'm gathering? Yeah. Well, then Bruce is going to want to bite this guy so he can become a Yucca Man. Okay. I mean, if we're trying to restrain these guys and not actually kill them, then Bruce wants super strength to do it. The other option was we get Captain Elvis America back in here to help restrain because isn't he like our strongest? Him and Ralph are on par for the strongest guys in the group. I mean, we could have them fight one another and charge entry as a fundraiser for. um... Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I think we need to kind of figure out what the heck's going on here. So it's like his natural form Yucca Man or his natural form Scrawny Man. Removing this chip, did that let him revert back to his natural Yucca Man-ness? Or is this just another, well, I don't know what. So did Bruce bite him? Um, Sure. Remind me how that power works again. This is my mimic ability. Uh-huh. Intimate target buff. Take their characteristic and some of their abilities. All right, so and do you have to roll? I think this is my ultimate, right? Right, but I think you still have to roll a kick some ass to see if you hit. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I will try to bite him in his Yucca Man form so I can obtain some Yucca Man love. (laughs) I don't want the Scrawny Man love. I want the Yucca Man love. That makes sense. Fucking A. I just rolled two ones. (laughs) (laughs) Did he miss and bite himself? I guess. Yeah. I mean, just give me some damage. I'm going to say you bite. But it doesn't taste right. Like something is very, very not okay with this. And you feel your body is just kind of rejecting this whole thing. Like this is a bad idea. And I would say you take one damage. Do zombies have a sensitive palate? Is that apparently they have taste buds? I guess Bruce does. (laughs) At least he thinks he does. (laughs) Well, he turned into a man just recently, so maybe his taste buds haven't zombified yet. That's true. Very possible. Yes. Yes. Although he doesn't have a tongue because that fell out in the last episode. Oh, yeah. That makes this all a little more complicated. You would think zombies would get bored of eating people after a while. It's like only ever being allowed to have plain chicken for every meal. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not. You may have noticed this episode is coming out on a Sunday, and that is because I am back at work, and releasing on Fridays is just a little too hard for me to maintain during the school year. So, we will be releasing our episodes on Sundays for the foreseeable future which will hopefully let me get episodes out, even on those crazy busy work weeks. In celebration of As the Dice Roll hitting its 100th episode, we thought we'd play some fun games. We want to know who you would cast in the What Is Not TV series. 
Definitely send us your picks for the five main characters, but feel free to throw in actors for your favorite NPCs as well. Go ahead and post your picks on social media and tag us at AsTheDiceRollRP on Twitter or on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll. Or you can email us at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. You can also contact us on our Slack channel and Discord server, which you can find by heading over to geek2geekmedia.com and going to the Contact Us tab. And while we eagerly await your responses, our players have their own projects that they'll work on. You can listen to Todd on his podcasts, Nerdberg Review and Farming Simulated. You can catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. And you can always listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here on Sunday. August 21st with the next episode of Cautious Optimism, and then on Sunday, August 28th with the next episode of What Is Not. Until then, let's see if the hunters can get these orderlies under control right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. I grab some trash that's on the floor and I like throw it at the Yucca Man just to get its attention. And I'm like, who are you? Are you trying to hurt us? Who are you? I'm trying to talk to it. He doesn't respond. He, I don't know what he would do. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was my suggestion. Th- th- thank you. He's stopped. He doesn't know what to do to react, but he's definitely on guard. Meanwhile, Ambrose, in reaction to the light, has stopped shifting into a boogeyman. But you see his eyes are kind of starting to get really, really big and turning a bright green. What the? And his teeth are getting really jagged. And he is going to let out this piercing, high-pitched scream sound. And I need you all to roll plus tough. Oh my oh god. What is happening? Are we going to die? Okay, I rolled a three. Got a nine. Uh, I got eight plus my tough is one, so nine. I got six, seven, eight plus two. I got ten. I got an eight. Mandy, it really, really disrupts your orientation. You're very disoriented by this. You take one damage and you're kind of stuck. Like you're you're just holding your ears in ridiculous pain. Just so everyone knows, I have six harp. Oh my god, somebody get Susan out of here. Just an FYI. <laughs> and I'm now unstable. Bruce, Beth, and Donovan, you are all very disoriented by this. It really hurts. You're kind of covering your ears, but you don't take any damage. You're just at a negative one on your next roll. And Zeke, you don't seem to be affected by this much at all. 
X. Doesn't feel good, but maybe just the way your physiology is, it's not affecting you as badly as it feels. I've been been to many loud concerts. I'm very used to it. Yes. You said that there was a room in this house, right? With a lockable door or something? We said that earlier? No, there's no doors in this house. It's a square room in the middle with two smaller square rooms on one side and two smaller square rooms on the opposite side. So my thinking is, could we try and shove these creatures into one of those rooms, kind of to hold them there while we figure out what to do? If you have something to cover the doorway with, but right now there's no doors, there's no windows, it's just plywood basically i kind of shout to beth from the floor beth can you can you get out the the chip might save ambrose are the cryptids here yet like how long does it take to run around the house (laughs) (laughs) well they can come in but what do you want them to do i don't want them to just be controlled by me you guys need to decide what you want to do with them who's with them it's Elvis, Ralph is there right elvis ralph bat boy uh mothman and then vixen there somewhere as well Okay, what if, like, Ralph comes charging in, sees his Yucca Man twin, and, like, I don't know, charges at him or something? Does you want him to do a charge? Yeah. Or how does he react when he sees someone that looks like him? Yeah, also that. He's been asking about his family. He's obviously not a Yucca Man. He's just got some of the traits of a Yucca Man. Mm. Like, he's, he's got more fur, he's got more muscle, he's got the beginnings of claws... I'm guessing that there was some experimentation going on somewhere at Cryptocore, and they took the traits from the cryptids and like injected them into the people that we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Though you would think if they were using these computer chips to do that, once it was removed, they would go back to where they were. Yeah. Well, maybe the computer chips is what was making them docile and, and willing to accept Cryptocore's commands. Yeah. Oh, so kind of the opposite. They were these creatures and the chips were making them more human. Well, no, I hadn't even touched the chip when he started turning into the boogeyman. Oh, true. So there must be some kind of security to keep the chip in. Can we unconscious these people somehow? Yeah. I'm sorry. I wish I could help, but I'm dying on the floor, so... <laughs> I think at this point it would be like an Elvis save her. We can say that Vic is over there trying to attend to any immediate wounds. Okay. So we'll say that Susan's stabilized, but not doing well. Okay. Not fight ready. What if we managed to get these things into one of these rooms and then we had Donovan conjure a locked door or something to keep them in there? But we could still hear that one guy, so I feel like... There's some knocking out needs to happen. I guess I can fight Crazy Ambrose now if you want. Okay, so what are you going to do? Okay, so the cryptids come charging in. Vic runs over to help Susan so she don't die on the floor in the middle of the desert in a house with no doors. (laughs) I've been through the desert in a house with no doors. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then Ralph, like we sort of be like, restrain him or whatever, like to the orderly. All right, so roll for his kick some ass. We'll say he's got plus two tough. Plus two tough. Okay. I'm the cryptids now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, snake eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He barrels towards the orderly and tries to, like, tackle him, but the orderly just kind of sidesteps him to the side and he goes flying out the other door. All right. (laughs) Who's up next? (laughs) 
sounds dangerously farcical. Well, you said you wanted to attack Ambrose. Yeah, because is Ambrose still screaming? Yeah. Oh, he's still screaming. This is an ongoing scream. Okay, so we need to like stop that from happening. Oh, okay, yeah. So I guess I'll roll some kick-ass for myself, apparently. What are you trying to do? I really don't want to shoot him, because that would be awful. <laughs> Let me think. Well, that's my concern. I mean, if we shoot or if we punch them, if we knock them out, I mean, we're going to harm these people permanently, I mean, which maybe do we care? I mean, I care. I mean, we could just kill them, right? I mean. Oh, we can't kill Ambrose. Try to punch him out. I have a shotgun, a couple of good knives. A t- I have a taser. Ooh. I have a taser. Yes. There we go. Okay. Maybe I can tase him. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Taser. Mm-hmm. Okay, rolling. All right, kick some ass. Kick some ass. Come on, let me kick this ass. <laughs> yes! I got a nine plus. Was it tough? Yeah. Tough. Ten. Excellent. All right, so is it one of those personal ones where you just put the arc onto the person's body, or is this like a full police grade taser gun? It says taser, two harm, stun, close reload so it sounds like you can fire it because if you have to reload it yeah this sounds like yeah yeah this is the gun version it's not the little personal taser because that would be intimate it's the shooty one yeah yeah it's the shooty one and remember you have to shout taser taser twice before shooting it we've all learned this (laughs) no i just shoot him (laughs) shoots him all right so two harm on ambrose and i would say before he is actually able to inflict harm on you he goes down Yes. And you see his face shifts back into that of Ambrose. Mm. His eyes are closed, so you can't see if the eyes have rolled back or not. One down, one to go. Okay, so Ambrose is down. So is he out? Is he quiet? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Okay. He's unconscious. Okay. So maybe one of the other cryptids, like Elvis, maybe? Tie him up and gag him or something. Okay, so... Restrain him. Elvis is on the restraining. Mm. Okay. That's fine. They've got some zip ties that they were going to use to keep the tarps that you guys got down, but there's extra, so they're using that to kind of bind his hands and feet. Okay. And so now, meanwhile, this orderly has become a big, hairy creature, and is he just kind of hovering there threatening us still, or is... He's just watching this occur? Is that? Yeah, he's kind of like a surrounded animal. He's trying to figure out what his next move is. So perhaps maybe Zeke should just knock him out. Just punch him or knock him out. Go for it. Okay. Kick some ass, obviously. No, kick some ass, yeah. So that would be kick some ass. Oh, for fuck's sakes. So that would be snake eyes. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's three of us today. Yeah. yeah. How is this not happening? Working out. No, it is not. Oh, although, wait, Snake Eyes and I have plus two. So that would be four. All right. So you get experience, but he also sees you charging and sidesteps you. And I would say, instead of just letting you go, he actually slams his fists down on your back and you take two harm. Two harm? Two harm. My goodness. Okay. So that means I have a total of four. There's an audible crunch. Oh my gosh. It's a heavy hit. Oh my god. I tell Vic, I said, Vic, I'm fine. I'm fine. Go help them. Does our harm go away at some point? Like if I got harmed several games ago, do I still have that harm? Uh... We'll do a D&D long rest. (laughs) 
I think the last time you were in harm's way, like you had to deal with having harm, was when you landed after the whole hold escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was time to recover there. So I think everybody kind of started fresh. Okay, so I don't have four then. I have two. I mean, worst case scenario, Bruce can use necromancy to just heal, die, heal, die, heal, die, and just, you know, take all your wounds away. It just takes a while. (laughs) It'll take a while. So I'm not unstable. In the game. No. Well, in real life, yes, but (laughs) in the game, no. What's Donovan doing? Are you working up some magic, or should I be reloading my taser? Or does it matter? Can I just shoot this guy? I mean, that's messed up, but I mean, I can do whatever you guys want. So the guy that's left is the Bigfoot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Donovan is going to uh, use some magic and cast a spell on the Bigfoot guy. I'm going to use magic trap a specific person, minion, or monster. So we're going to cast a spell that will hopefully, if successful, wrap a magical rope around the Bigfoot guy, securing his arms and legs, but leaving his mouth free so that he can still communicate, but trapping him securely so he can't hurt anyone. Okay. Sounds splendid. Oh, double sixes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 15. Weird. So, yeah. Damn. That's, That's successful and beyond. All right. The rope is a silky, comfortable rope. It feels kind of smooth, <laughs> almost sensual against his skin. <laughs> Perhaps suggesting that Donovan has used it for other things oh than fighting guys in the past. Like, nobody ask any questions. Let's just focus. <laughs> it's just the spell. It's just the spell. <laughs> when he gets a 15, it's upgraded ropes. Yes. Yes, it's fancy ropes. Okay, so like a snake, this rope wraps itself around his upper arms, kind of pinning them to the sides. And like, do you want him around the feet too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want him running away. Yeah. All right. So like around the ankles. And so he's kind of like slowly feeling himself being compressed. His body starts shrinking back down. And you would think that that would let him slip out of the bonds. But no, they start shrinking down with him. And so what you are left with is a struggling man on the floor who can't get out of his bonds. His eyes are no longer rolled up behind his head. And he's like... Let me go, let me go! Like he's tossing and turning and thrashing and trying to get out of the... But yet he kind of likes the silky bonds. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's kind of into this. All right, does somebody want to interrogate him? I mean, we got questions. Well, that's true. Wait, were we only... Did we only have three statues, right? It was Ambrose, the random orderly dude, and then Mason, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. So we good now? So we got this under control. Maybe Bruce should go help Susan, because she's still dying. How much harm did you take, Susan? 18. I've got six. (laughs) Six. Okay, I could do four and I'll die, and then I can come back and do two more. No, no, just give me two and then I won't be dying anymore. All right. I can use magic to heal one harm from an injury. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to cast my heal spell on Susan. Okay. Okay. Do I need a roll for that, Joe? Oh, uh, yes, you do. Okay. 
Everyone remember how successful my last spell was. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, guys. You're going to kill her. I just want everyone to remember the big success. The 12. <laughs> okay, 7 plus 3 weird is 10, so that's good. Oh, yay. yay. So one harm, no glitches. All right. Okay, and I can give you up to four. I'll die, but I'll come back. Don't die. Just give me two. All right, so I will take two harm and take away two of your harm, and we'll make it like Mr. Miyagi style. He's like, rubs his hands together. (laughs) Heels. Oh, Susan's feeling so much better. Thank you. Thank you. She's kind of crawling off the floor, and she's looking around just like, oh my gosh, you guys. Next time on What Is Not. It's okay. We're trying to help. Yeah, that's what they said last time. This was something Cryptocore had been investigating as a means of mind control to make animals obedient for use as soldiers in wartime. We have determined that only one of the other organizations can take down the company. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 